In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the 106th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. Had some breaking news yesterday from TMZ that Falcons defensive end Tack McKinley was being evaluated for a mental health situation. A friend called from the hotel and all we know... Uh, is that uh, he wasn't detained, he was asked to leave, and he went on his own accord. The team issued a statement also uh, concerning about his health and uh, saying they would check up on it and make sure uh, everything's okay. We're certainly, uh, Tax an affable young man, a lot of energy, and we certainly hope that he's okay. We'll get you an update on that. Today, as we have reached out to uh, Los Angeles folks, his agent, Ryan Tolner, uh, you know, the uh, son of uh, the old USC coach, Ted, he's in the agent business, and so we will um, uh, give you all an update on the situation as it progresses here today. Now, I uh, wanted to open with that because normally this time of the year we're doing the position by position uh, uh, analysts, uh, you know, kind of wrapping up what last season, who did what, who improved, who's going where. Uh, does the team need to add in free agency or through the draft at this spot? And so, um, you know, with been pulled off and doing a lot of Super Bowl activities with the Super Bowl being here in Atlanta. So we're just going to handle the um, position-by-position analysis over the next couple weeks here in the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. So we're going with the news on tack, it makes sense to just start on the defensive side of the ball with the defensive line. And uh, just going to go down our stay or go list if you want to go to that. I tweeted it out yesterday as a, um, in case you missed it, item on uh, the stay or go for the, for the defense, on the Falcons defense, should they stay or go? Um, that's our basic document for the analysis of the position by position stories. And, uh, it came out on December 27th, so we did that a little earlier this year because we knew the Super Bowl was coming, and I like to do these review articles. Vic Beasley, we have him down as a stay. Uh, it's going to be interesting. They announced they were going to pick up the fifth-year option, but for the long term, his number can be uh, kind of massaged with a long-term deal. Now, I mean, you know, we know Vic uh, was drafted high, uh, had the one big year, and it's just been kind of, you know, he's been playing hard, just not a lot of production because whatever factors, technique, uh, um, you know, and so forth. But I think you bring Vic back at a lower number, 
you know, still give him his $12 million, but maybe spread it over four and, uh, you know, make him like a $4 million, $5 million guy. I don't know if his agent goes for that, but, you know, maybe you could put some incentives on the back end to, you know, some Pro Bowl or sack percent, sack incentives on there. But certainly you keep Vic and uh, work his number to make it make it work for you. I got Bruce Irvin up at the defensive end, even though he's playing linebacker at the end. I really liked his presence late. Uh, you know, he didn't come in and try to take over, which they actually probably needed. But so a year of him being around the guys would certainly probably help. I mean, hey, if the guy can play, keep him. We know he can play. So find a way to keep him. I don't know what his – I know his market value is going to be better on the open market, but – uh, that's what the Falcons need to do. You need to keep the players who can play. Quit messing around with these projects when you don't have to. Okay, Stephen Means. I really like the kid uh, uh, from uh, Buffalo. He uh, played with Khalil Mack in college. Been bumping around the league in Philly and a few other places. Finally got some extended action on the field. Held up well against the run. He would be a replacement for Derek Shelby, who um, will just go right on to Derek. We had him down as a go. Hasn't been able to stay healthy, but wonderful and awesome person. Yeah, whenever we need something, you know, he's an articulate young man. We like talking to Derek. But the last, you know, since they signed him to this modest force for $16 million contract, the production uh, I don't know if uh, they want – I think they want a little bit more production. And then the health issues. Hopefully he can get healthy. I wouldn't cut him, but uh, bring him back and let him earn a spot this year. Terrell McClain, a go. He was a placeholder guy uh, until you got a better defensive tackle or until Deidre Sinat came along. Um, the uh, you know he uh, the rookie defensive tackle from South Florida, so I think McLean is a goal. You try to upgrade at that tackle spot, keeps a knot. The rookie showed some promise, and now he knows what it's all about in the NFL. I can imagine him having a great off season. The way he talks and prepares, he's one of the guys that stood tall through all of the problems last season. He was in the locker room. Whereas some veterans were hiding from the media or some of the good guys that, you know, um, you know, were always accessible, just all of a sudden flipped the switch. Uh, you know, and Devondre Campbell was one of those guys, but I think he'll be back. You know, he took a little heat on social media for his Cleveland comments, which were right on point. I don't know why, but they uh, I don't know why, but he, he went into a shell on us. But get rid of McLean, upgrade there. Through the draft or free agency, keeps a knot, let him improve. Of course, Grady Jarrett's the next day. Uh, they stated he was a priority after the round of contract extensions last year. He's had a fine season. We have his market value at $15.3 million per year, according to SpotRack. I think they're a little high, but, hey, uh, Grady will see that and say, hey, I need that. And, you know, he, he produces, but he's not a game wrecker on the level of Aaron Donald or Fletcher Cox. But he certainly he's your best guy. So, uh, you know, and, and, and I know they'll negotiate that and uh, get him on board for the long term before free agency gets here. 
March the 13th. Okay, and Grady's continually said, I'm going to let the business take care of itself. I like Jack Crawford's effort. He's a big guy, hard to get off the line of scrimmage. You need those guys, especially in the run game. So you keep him up. He even had an interception last season in Carolina. Solid against the run and rushing the passer. Justin Zimmer, uh, he was replaced. You can get a replacement by a draft pick or undrafted player. Good story. Kid out of Ferris State. Bumped around the league. uh, Got on the roster. Made him a little money last year. Of course, uh, Tack McKinley should stay. Fast start. I wonder what happened after that fast start. Uh, he played with a lot of hustle and energy, but, you know, didn't produce. Same kind of like Vic. But I think that had a lot to do to the team's strategy against the defense last year. They decided to run the ball at him and play keep away from the offense. And this defense was built to get up the field and attack people with a lead. But the offense never did that. And then the secondary was so leaky, it didn't really come together last year. Brooks Reed, I say go only because I think you got to use his money on a guy like Bruce Irving. But he's certainly been a solid pro in his four years here. Uh, Tough guy on the league, doesn't get pushed around, sets the edge. And, and, you know, that's important. Dion will get all the tackles, but if Brooks Reed doesn't hold that edge up, you know, uh, uh, that play doesn't happen. So I like Brooks Reed a whole lot. Uh, You definitely need pros like that in the locker room, and he's got the Fabio hair and everything. But uh, I think I prefer Bruce Irvin. I prefer to keep him. So that's our wrap-up of the Falcons' uh, defensive line, position by position. Making notes here, I think I'm going to go down the line with uh, linebackers, cornerbacks, safeties. Then we'll go to the quarterback. We'll combine the quarterbacks and the running backs. And we'll combine the receivers and tight ends. And uh, we'll combine the offensive line and special teams here. That should get us through the end of the month. Through the Super Bowl, we're going to keep giving you some Falcons content as we move forward here in the offseason because we're going to skip the Senior Bowl because we'll be at the side of the NFC Championship team and uh, we'll have uh, we'll get some stuff out of there for you. Certainly, uh, there are three Georgia kids playing, University of Georgia, Jonathan Ledbetter, one of them. Been following that kid since Tucker. Uh, but yeah, we it's a Ledbetters in our church that are aren't related to us, and uh, I don't believe we're related to the Ledbetters uh, at the University of Georgia. A couple other items here to wrap it up in the hundred and sixth episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Coach Smith decided that he is finished with coaching, and I just talked with Jeff Fisher. Coach of the uh, former coach of of the Tennessee Titans and uh, the Rams, and we talked about Super Bowl Thirty Four for one of the feature stories I've been working on here for a couple weeks. And he said, "Hey, that happens, man. That happens." Uh, But he is not 
retiring. Coach Fisher, he's doing some work with the Alliance Football League. He's looking for another opportunity to get back in the league. He's not ready to hang up his coaching hat. So, yeah, Coach Smith, I haven't talked to him personally. I called his cell. Uh, he just probably, knowing him, wanted to just do one interview and uh, cut it short. Probably didn't even um, know it would be this big of a deal. Uh, but if he resurfaces, we certainly um, wish him the best. Uh, he was always kind to the media. Uh, we miss his golf tournament, uh, the ha- Jocks and Hacks Golf Tournament, which was always a blast. And did a great uh, deal to build uh, relationships with the local media. So if Coach Smith's done retiring, we need to throw him a party this summer. So uh, we'll, his birthday's in June. He turns 60. When he comes up and resurfaces, uh, I think the media could throw Coach Smith a party because he did a good job by us when he was here, winning his coaching team history. So that'd probably be a good party. We'll get Mike Bell to do some impersonations there and recreate one of those fine interview sessions where Coach Mike Smith would always tell me um, to a negative question, he would say, Absolutely not, Daryl. <laughs> and uh, we would, uh, you know, just kind of joke about that in the media. Some other news. Calvin Ridley, all-rookie team by the PFWA, pro- professional football writers of America. I'm your former president from 2015 to 17. Julio Jones, all-NFL PFWA. And the rest of the awards will be coming out this week. So we'll just uh, keep tweeting those out for you. I don't expect any more Falcon Awards. Uh, but if they are, we'll pass them along. And lastly, Austin Hooper, the tight end who had 71 catches last year. He's going to play in the Pro Bowl on January the 27th down in Orlando at Camping World Stadium. Hooper was the first alternate at the tight end position behind his Stanford buddy, Zach Ertz. So Zach Ertz is out. Austin Hooper in. Pro Bowl in Orlando. That's an easy drive. I mean, the game is horrible, but you get some access to the players and it's laid back atmosphere. Uh, Julio's pulled out of the game. Uh, Alex Mack and Hooper should be in there. We will get some news on whether uh, Justin Bethel will make it. He's uh, the special teams alternate, but I can't imagine the special teams guy pulling out. So uh, I don't think Bethel's going to get in unless they put him in as a uh, backup cornerback or something like that. Well, today, that's it for us here at the Bowtie Chronicles, the 106th episode. We're worried about Tack. I hope he's going to get better. And uh, hopefully I didn't sound, I don't know whether, I'm not categorizing it serious or anything when you're talking about mental health issues. We'll just stay on top of it and hope the young man gets the help that he needs. Take care and have a great week. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements. 
are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.